0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: of Fighting Words and the Fighting Words News Network. Fighting Words is brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, the men and women of police and fire services, <clears throat> the men and women on the first line of COVID, the doctors, the nurses, and especially the people, the you know, Zoe people that are cleaning the rooms and making it safe for everybody. And we want to say thank you, especially to that, that group, because the, you see that the numbers are dropping uh, rapidly you know, with COVID. And also, uh, Bob's favorite uh, group of people, uh, the people from the supermarket that kept us uh, fed the whole time um, during COVID. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, this is not not an easy thing, and it certainly isn't over. So please, when you're out, uh, wear your mask, uh, practice the six-foot span. And uh, we we hate to lose any of our listeners, so uh, we uh, really appreciate everything you do. Tonight's program is uh, dedicated to a gentleman um, who was a good friend of ours. Um, he was a multi-millionaire, actually, I guess close to a billionaire, who uh, actually um, had no problem. He drove a '54 uh, uh, Chevy Suburban for many years, then up to to a, uh, uh, I think it was a '78, and drove that until he uh, retired from the Phillies. Um, Mr. Rooley Carpenter died uh, on Sunday. Rooley was a terrific person. Uh, He was a philanthropist in the Wilmington-Delaware area, lived out in uh, Beaver Valley, out in Chad's Ford, and uh, was loved by all his players, uh, and especially um, the first responders because he always allowed them to fish and hunt on his land. But his big thing was he loved the Boys and Girls Club of Wilmington-Delaware. And every year, he would have a fishing tournament the first day of fishing. He'd have, he would go out and pay for uh, the stocks, the stock, his, his, uh, his, his streams and his ponds with uh, trout. So that every child that got there got a, um, a fishing rod, some uh, fishing equipment, and took home to a fish. So uh, he's certainly uh, a man who will be truly missed. Nice. uh, uh Ty, do you have anything on that? Uh, no, just uh, you know, sorry
2: to hear about the loss. Glad to be here. Grateful to be here with everybody. Yeah,
1: Willie, um, really, uh, uh, I used to uh, see him at the at the event a lot um, when I was covering the uh, covering the uh, uh, Phillies, um, and he just was a down to earth guy. Uh, you know, you would never know that uh, he was uh, as wealthy as he was because he just was a, a genuine genuine person um, but um, well before we get started um, it, uh, do you know if, if uh, Z is going to be on tonight Ty? I do not know okay I know he has the uh, I know he has the recipe if you ever want the best gumbo this side of heaven uh. sit down with, with uh, Zito and let him make a uh, some gumbo for you, but uh, uh, besides being an accomplished chef, he's the only one on the staff that I know that has the the um, baking um, instructions for fricassee of crow. Um, and a lot of us will have to eat because uh, <laughs> Vender didn't even make it past the first first round. What do you think, Ty? Yeah, well, I
2: I, I told you that was going to happen. Um, <laughs> I, I knew uh, I, I knew Vidor. Um, you know, if nothing else, right, Vitor is known for his hands, and his boxing's not bad. But if nothing else, he's, he's 15 years younger than Evander. He had been training for the fight, so he was in great shape. And, you know, I, I knew he would overwhelm Evander. See, the first thing is, and, you know, the, the thing everyone is pointing to is Evander being 58 years old, and they shouldn't have allowed that fight because of his age. And while I tend right. to agree, um the biggest issue I had with that fight was that evander was a fifty eight year old guy who hadn't fought in like fifteen years and had taken a fight mm-hmm. on eight days' notice. If Evander mm-hmm. hadn't been given a full training camp i would have I would have a lot less issue with it. but to take that fight on eight days' notice not having really yeah. probably taken contact, significant contact, in a number of years it was just, that was a bridge too sure. far. And that was my bigger problem with it than, than the age. You know, he coupled that with drive, mm-hmm. You know, I predicted Vitor would stop him. I, I didn't think he knocked him cold, but I thought Evander would just be in a position where physically he just wouldn't be able to defend himself the way he wants. And that's just kind of what happened.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a fast um... – Bad start, but he just fizzled uh, and it was it's a shame to see him go out that way but um, well, you know his balance and...
2: wasn't there, and you know mm-hmm. I mean, you could tell when he when he you know first started you know through his first couple punches that his balance mm-hmm. wasn't there, his timing wasn't there. um you know, you saw a guy who mm-hmm. had the know how but just couldn't get his body to do it, and not only is he fifty eight but mm-hmm. again he's fifty eight and took the fight on eight to eight notice. So, right. you know, he's just a physical marvel and looks good at the weigh-in, sure. but boxing's a whole different – combat sports sure. is a whole different thing. That timing's so important. Sure. So.
1: Yeah, the second fight didn't last any longer. It was one one punch an hour also. Uh, 28 seconds of the first round, uh, Anderson Silva took down uh, Tito Ortiz. Is Bob on yeah, here with us? I'd love that. to hear it.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm chomped with the bit. <laughs> Go ahead, Bob.
3: Oh, I, yeah, okay. So I, I agree with Ty on everything. You know, Evander, again, you know, they, they say the leading killer of men over 40 is their ego. So Evander jumping yeah. in at 58, you know, again, uh, if I were a boxer looking at an MMA guy, I would like you would have no chance with me, you know, because this is my specialty. But again, just just like me being an older guy or being in a fight game, I would rather fight a a top black belt or a top dude with poor conditioning than a, that a mediocre dude with great conditioning. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then I don't think Evander knew too much about uh um, shoot, I'm brain farting. Uh uh, uh Tito or B-Tour. uh Belfort. Vitor Belfort. Yeah. Yeah, Vitor's got hands. You know what I mean. And like, like I said back in the day, uh, Vitor was known for his hands in the MMA world, and I, I wanted a piece of that. But you know, Vitor's training, and you know, he's putting in all the conditioning. I mean, Evander's in great mm-hmm. shape. I hope I look like that at 58. I don't look like that at 48. You know what I mean? So I got, I got, I got some look forward to. You know, so. Um, but Evander looked great. But again, the, the he was he was slower. He wasn't there. Um, I didn't get to see the whole fight, but you know, read about it and uh you know, for the MMA side I'm like, great, but you know on the boxing side and because of my love for Vander, I wish that wouldn't have happened and the pictures I see of him sitting there, I wish it would have been like against Jake Paul. You know what I mean? If they're gonna do a celebrity mm-hmm. death match with, with uh right. um Bell or or Vitor then I, I want him to go against Jake Paul, not a Vander Foleyfield. But um, mm-hmm. Yeah and then Anderson Silva Versus Peter Ortiz oh, I'm just glad that Happened you know what I mean like every Little part oh, of that, beautiful. that Yeah mm-hmm. especially I mean Anderson always known for his Great uh, counter strikes And and yeah. and, and time the octagon But again ever since you break your Your rib in half uh, You know boxing you know Just using the upper body is kind of a smart move On on his route so uh, Hopefully you know one of those two guys goes in after uh, uh, that Jake Paul dude. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Thunder Holyfield, uh, much respect for him for even trying. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, hats off. That was great.
0: Well, you know, the, 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 the,
2: the one thing you could say is, right, the only thing that got hurt was Evander's pride, and he got a big check for his pride to get hurt. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He, he, he was never hurt in a fight. He wasn't hurt. He was just even – you know, the, the first that he fell harder to the canvas when he threw the hook and missed, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like, he was never hurt. You know, just his pride, and, you know, maybe he needed to check. So,
1: again, but uh, it, it was really horrible to see. Yeah. Well, you know, he and, uh, he and uh, Glenn Johnson and a couple other guys have been going overseas and doing these exhibition fights. And uh, I'm sure that it's to, to put monies in the coffers. Because he's had so many, uh, so many uh, kids and so many wives, and uh, he's had a couple bankruptcies. So he, I guess, he uh, yeah. took the fight to to get some money in the in the because uh, uh, that's one thing Benny has always said: it's all always the money is the business, nothing else. Yeah,
2: it, it is. You know, and I, I mean, we're 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 probably feeling more sorry for Harley Field than he's feeling for himself. <laughs>
3: Yeah, he got the paycheck, you know. I mean, that was yeah. one thing of all my losses. Whenever I lost, I was like, yeah, but I got paid, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. what do you think of the so, uh, I- like oh. uh, at the time?
2: You know what? Um, mm-hmm. I. I- Anderson was a clear favorite going in, Anderson Silva, because, you know, he's a much better striker. Mm-hmm. T Ortiz, even in his prime, was known for his wrestling as dominant grounded pound. He was never known as a striker, even though he had improved his boxing from a technical standpoint over the years. So Anderson Silva was a clear favorite. One thing about Ortiz, though, Up until, you know, Bob talks about this all the time, how, you know, as you get older, the chin eventually cracks. You can't take a shot the way you used to be able to take a shot. But one thing about Ortiz was he was a tough kid, man. He was, you know, he could take a shot. I remember him, you know, eating some bombs from a prime Chuck Liddell before finally folding over. Uh, So to see him get stunk in one punch off of a counter shot from the corner was just, it was beautiful. It was Poetic violence. It was just so beautiful. I that. And, and, you know, Ortiz, uh, when he got, when silver, when silver you know, he was ducking the hooks, and then when he came up with the right cross, bam, and, you know, the camera angle was showing Ortiz from behind, you could see his chin jut. You know, you could see the, the shock of the uh, punch reverberate down his neck and through his spine, and he just kind of limp against the ropes. Then Anderson threw mm-hmm. another left and that one kinda of missed, but then he threw that third left or the second left mm-hmm. and that one caught him on his temple and Tito mm-hmm. crumbled and laid face first. It was it was again poetic violence. Absolutely beautiful. Uh Dana mm-hmm. White, you know, who who was screaming for Anderson Silver to retire uh those last four fights that Anderson was losing in the UFC said that Anderson White may be the best combat sports athlete of all time. Um, A win over Tito Ortiz doesn't do it, but the fact that he did beat a a Cesar Chavez and performed so well, um, an article I read said he finally gets his grand finale, you know, because he's a guy who was considered, you know, one of the greatest of all time. And he had a kind of ignominious ending, losing like four straight fights, hadn't had a win, a steroid controversy. So to see him go out, you know, kind of on this note, getting these wins and this fanfare is a, is a good thing. And I'm glad, all, I'm again, kind of like Bob, I'm glad all these guys are getting checks. Um, mm-hmm. For Tito Ortiz, Tito Ortiz got knocked out and immediately called out Logan Paul. He said, hey, you lost your last fight, I lost my last fight, let's fight. So we'll see. It's fun to see these guys getting checks. But, again, you know, I I like Mm -hmm. to see it just regulated and comparable. One thing Dana White said is is Jake Paul has been calling out Jorge Masvidal. He said, why don't you fight guys your own side? He goes, I don't hear you calling out Anderson Silva. Right. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it it wouldn't be wise from a business perspective. So, Mm
3: -hmm. Well, I'm over here still looking up uh, ignominious or ignominious. You know what I mean? Uh, thanks. <laughs> I, so I, you know, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, to, to elaborate on what you said, I, I agree with everything. But uh, the the <clears throat> couple of things. So. The button on, on Tito Ortiz. I mean, you were saying that, you know, Tito's got a good chin. Uh, I've got two versions of that. One, yeah, of course he's got a, a good chin. It's twice the size of any other human's. And then you were saying, you know, the... has <laughs> got a
0: big head. The, yeah. the, the camera <laughs>
3: angle, you know, from behind. Well, it doesn't matter where the camera is. You can still see his chin. His chin is ginormous, okay? So, yeah. but yeah. how do you say that As, you know, when you're teaching boxing? Yeah, you got a button on the chin, but amateurs are the only, like people that don't know how to fight, that's the only button they chase. They forget about the temple, the jaw, the yep. bottom of the neck. Yep. You know what I mean? The other shots, the liver, the kidneys, you know, you underestimated body shots. Um, you got a lot more buttons than everyone just fights for that chin check. So to be able to flip and roll the way Anderson does, and, and I guess it's, it's easier to explain for us guys that have done it versus those that can't don't have the body uh, control, but it's, it, it, you're, you're rolling your, 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 your power from one foot to the other foot through your hips. Yep. The way Anderson rolled out and it came back on that rear leg, he had all the power of that leg for that, that cross, which is, you know, mm-hmm. drop him and then the other hook. So when they're rolling like that, um, you know, they're, they're shifting their weight to get that power in those legs. And, you know, I, I try to teach that all the time to my guys and and uh, girls, and, and 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 that that's just tough for some people to understand. They, you know, they can't roll those hips and, and uh, transfer weight. But yeah, but you know, it doesn't matter where. Drop the phone. It doesn't matter where the camera is. You're going to see uh, Tito Ortiz's chin. So
1: yeah, he's got a huge head. Hey, Bob. What did you think about uh, uh, Nick Diaz? He uh, claims he's unstoppable now to be uh, the number one fighter.
3: Uh, yeah, I, I looked in – well, when I looked up the Diaz stuff, I came across a uh, boxer guy. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he's talking all that. But, again, him being unstoppable, and we're talking about, like, Nate Diaz, right? I mean, I didn't have the Nate or Nick. Yeah, okay, because mm-hmm. it doesn't he, – he's jumping on the bag land, I I will give him credit as being one of the first – Good trash talkers but now he he's
0: uh i mean he's
3: getting blown by by all these other people that do colby covington uh uh jake paul all these people that talk trash on the internet so he's jumping back in there and trying to say he's unbeatable he's trying to get those fights
0: but anybody
3: who knows anything knows if if he goes past the second round and you're going to cut him you know he he's gotta be uh i mean he doesn't get warmed up until the third round he's looking for a five round mm-hmm. fight he, he 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 doesn't like the three round fights because he's not even warmed to the third round and he usually loses or you know five rounds if he can't mm-hmm. get you you know at the end uh by a minor cut but he's he's gonna bleed so you know uh, as him i'm I'm a fan, so I hope he gets some some fights. But uh, uh, as a competitor, I'd, I'd take that fight because I'd, I'd just go for the cut. You know,
0: sure. it's
3: unfortunate yeah. when you you know you're a great athlete and and you just can't uh, continue because you know your face don't cooperate. Story of my life. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you think that uh, the the USC two six two sixty six coming up is going to uh... Have a have anything um, um, major that we should be looking at right now? Yeah, i really. Hey,
2: hey, Bob, is that the one with uh, with Nick Diaz and Robbie Lawler on the card too?
3: Yes. For two sixty six, yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's going to be huge. I mean, that's that's the big one. I think we were talking about last week, wasn't it?
2: Mm-hmm. They got a couple stacked cards coming up. It's like I know there's Volkanovski and or- Ortega. Um, and I I just don't know if Brokenowski or Teg is on the same card with Diaz and uh, Lawler as well as Shevchenko like they got some stacked cards coming up between 266 and 268 and I keep getting those kind of two cards confused yeah
3: Yeah. so yeah 268 is what we were talking about before but 266 is going to be good as well
2: yeah I I get those two cards confused because they're so good but one is next week um I I think we got Nick and Robbie next week, but I could be wrong. Um, Usman, Mm -hmm. 68 is Usman against Kobe. That's in November. Mm -hmm. I I forget who the main event next week is. God darn it. Because the car is so stacked, like they have like three fights that could be main events.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like next week is uh Vol Volkovski versus Ortega a co-main event is Valentina Chebeca. love her, she's great against Lauren yep. Murphy, don't know enough about her. Uh yeah, you're right. Nick Diaz versus Robbie R- Lawler. So yes, that'll sir. be a, a that'll be a bang fest with Robbie Lawler. I mean, uh yes, Robbie he, he likes to get it and again, I'm I'm saying third in, with a cut, you know, I'm just going to throw that one out there. Um, but even going before that, Curtis Blades versus Group. R- now, yeah. that's going to be a heavyweight flood fest, yeah. and that's going to be fun to watch. I mean, uh, what a stacked card. You know, the last couple Great paid, cards. paid uh, UFCs weren't as were good, going all the way down. Jessica Andrade versus Cynthia Calvio, I mean, the whole main card yeah. is, is looking phenomenal, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And next week is also, uh, from a boxing standpoint, Anthony Joshua against Alexander Usyk. So, Great. yeah, next week I'll be I'll – be uh, that's what I will be doing. Thank goodness I don't have anything scheduled next week because I will be in
1: front of the, the fights all night. <laughs> hey, Ty, what did you think of uh, David Higgs' win over uh, um, Joe uh, Fournier? Well, it,
2: it was – well,
1: you know here's – okay, so I was just about to say –
2: uh, ironically that it was an exhibition match But part of the issue mm-hmm. is Triller got in trouble kind of so to speak Because they build Most of the fights Holyfield, Anderson Silva They billed those fights as Actual sanctioned professional fights um, And it wasn't mm-hmm. until Afterwards that You find out that all the fights Were exhibition So no fight that happened Counted on any of those guys' records as far as the fights we were talking about. There was an actual sanctioned ten-round fight that Joe O'Carroll won uh, early on, but Hay was fighting a friend. Hay was fighting a good friend for bragging rights, and you know he just kind of he outboxed him, obviously, and he carried him as well. Uh, you know because mm-hmm. he didn't want to hurt his buddy, so I didn't really think mm-hmm. much of it. You know, I, I always was a fan of Hay, uh, but that was just that was literally a, a sparring session uh, for. a for a couple thousand dollars for a few hundred thousand dollars for those guys. That's exactly mm-hmm. what that was. Um, so it really wasn't much to take away from it. Like I said, what was more to take away from it was that none of those fights, Anderson Silva, Tito Ortiz, none of you know, the Holyfield Theater. none of those fights were actually professional fights. They were all exhibitions. And so Triller kinda of mismarketed what actually was going on. And they said the pay-per-view, they're not sure if it even got 100,000 buys. So it, they took a big loss, um, not only for their reputation, but also financially as well. So, Yeah, yeah that, that car turned out to be a fluster truck.
0: Hey Bob, i got Ryan
2: Spann against uh uh oh, what's that kid's name?
0: Anthony uh, Smith. That's so Anthony right. Anthony
2: Smith. I was gonna call him Anthony Johnson. That's the <laughs> who, yeah. who do you like in that fight, bro? I I,
3: I tell you, I I'm gonna go with Span. I I don't really like Anthony Smith, though he's pretty good uh competitor. Um I'm I'm, a, I'm a, I want Ryan Spann to win, but that's gonna that'll be a good one too. So
2: I mean, that, and, you that, know, that
3: definitely...
2: Bellator. Oh, Bellator has a card. Bellator has a card tonight too. I don't know if you know that. Yeah,
0: and, uh, uh,
4: Bellator their,
2: 256. Yeah, their main event is uh, Yoel Romero against um, Phil Davis.
3: Right, ex 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 champ Phil Davis. You know what I mean? So yep. yeah, that'll be a He's good like one too. Um, I want to go with Phil Davis on that one. I mean, no, Me old Romero, yeah. yeah, yeah, Yo Romero. I mean, I, I got nothing against him. Uh, you know that this, that, and the other. You know, he did okay o- over in um, uh, in the UFC and stuff. And and uh, you know, I like his Soldier of God nickname. You know, but yeah. um, he was he was uh, originally I think going to go against Anthony Rumble Johnson. You know, but then then that right, got he uh, was. Okay, yeah. Then that got postponed or something, and so this, yeah, that's yeah, what's coming I up. See. Okay, i injury. I wasn't sure why, but uh, yeah. So it's uh, um, it's good. I think it'll be a good fight, and um, um, yeah, nothing against Yo. I mean, yol is is one. He's a swole train man. That guy is a beast, you know. But uh, and he's forty four, dude. And I know. Forty four. He's
4: built
3: like a work about my life. He's
2: built like Superman, literally. Yeah.
0: Not yeah. only is he
2: built that way, but he has the athleticism of a cat. Like he is an absolute specimen, freak in nature.
0: His, own yeah. position,
2: and he's so explosive. However, he just is not. He just doesn't have a lot of activity, and no. he he loses these. Like nobody has stopped him in quite some time. Like since his, you know, early, early, early in his career. But he loses these fights because people just kind of outwork him throughout the course of the fight. If he doesn't get you out of there, then you're probably going to outwork him. Phil Davis is like six two and he's really rangy. You all know this, where he's always kind of the shorter guy. You know, he's you know he's a flat footed kind of very economical offensive guy. Phil Davis is just going to keep it long, maybe employ some of his wrestling, and uh, like I expect him to kind of win a five round decision. Whereas, yeah. you know, you'll wait for yeah. your uh, Rommel, to bur- burst here and you'll burst there. But uh Phil Davis mm-hmm. has never been stopped in his career. So, yeah, I, yeah, I got okay. uh, a completely... Oh, no, we're joined by a good friend of ours.
1: Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're joined by a good friend of ours, who's always uh, uh very graciously accepted uh, uh coming on the, the air. Um, the guy who's he's not only a member of the uh, Boxing Hall of Fame, he's been a promoter of uh, fighters for many, many years. And uh, uh, yesterday when we were talking, uh, I was talking, you said uh, something about a book, and I said, oh, yeah, I read it. He said, no, you didn't. I said, yeah, Philadelphia Fighters. And he says, uh, no, uh, I have a new one out. And uh, that one's $30. Oh, but that's right. Uh, cut guys. Uh, if you ever get a chance, <clears throat> Amazon has both books. they are ninety nine each. Uh, Russell, uh, it's all done by Russell Peltz. The first one, he breaks down every fighter from Philadelphia and makes it just an enjoyable reading. Uh, I'm sure that uh, $30 and and, uh, and cut eye is going to be uh, a uh, just as, as fun to read. So, Russell, welcome to the show,
4: and how are you doing tonight? Good, glad to be here, but you've got me mixed up because this is my first book. You're thinking about okay. Philadelphia Fighters, which was written by Lewis Friedman, who oh, okay. used to cover boxing for the Inquirer in Philadelphia right. maybe 20 years ago. Right, right. Yeah, <clears throat> All right. tell us about your book. Well, it's um, my chronicles my 50 years in boxing, beginning in uh, 1969, and it's. It's it's not just about what went on in the ring. It's how deals were made, how fights didn't get made, what fighters made. The, like, I've saved everything from Jump Street, every contract I ever signed, every profit and loss statement from every fight, every program, every video. And it's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that you don't really read about in most boxing books, if, if in any. If in any. Mm -hmm.
0: Good.
4: So um, I'm really proud of it. I think it's as great as accomplishment as anything I've ever done in boxing. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of people have been bugging me to write it for years. And uh, Mm -hmm. honestly, if it hadn't been for COVID-19, I would have never had the time.
0: (laughs) Right. Right.
4: Uh, There's just, you know, because it's, it's consumed me. I've been my life for the mm-hmm. last 19 months, and uh, mm-hmm. you know it's. We're making the official announcement this week, but it's been on Amazon, and people have already been buying it through my office.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Good. Hey, the the. Uh, uh, do you want to highlight any of the fighters that are in there? <laughs> well, anybody who came out of Philadelphia is going back to Benny Briscoe, George Benton, Kitten Hayward, Cyclone Hart, mm-hmm. uh, Tyrone Everett um, up through the 80s, Atlantic City, Arturo Gatti, who was, uh, I was 50% partner with his promoter, Dan Duva, up to, up to the current from fights at the Blue Horizon the old arena in west mm-hmm. philly where the warriors used to play the spectrum sure. in south philly ironically none of those buildings are around anymore but I'm yeah. still here um, <laughs> but I'm I'm virtually retired now I'm just managing a couple of kids and I'm I'm mm-hmm. enjoying it I'm enjoying uh I've enjoyed writing the book and I'm in, I'm enjoying promoting the book right now
1: last mm-hmm. yeah, let uh, Russell
4: first Jesse of all
1: Go Good.
2: No, please go ahead, sir. Please.
1: No, that's right.
2: Go ahead. I was going to say, Russell. First, first of all, congratulations on the book. That's a tremendous accomplishment. And obviously, it took 50 years for for you to develop the story. Um, I was curious about how long it took you to write the book. Obviously, you you got you know the gist of it done in 19 months during this oh, yeah. uh, the lockdown. Um, Writing is a, a very immersive pro, you know process. What did you find most difficult about writing this particular story, this particular story, as opposed to writing an article or writing anything else? What did you find most difficult about being immersed in, in your life, so to speak?
4: Well, you know, first of all, I went to school for journalism. And in another life, I worked at the Evening and Sunday Bulletin, and, um, editing copy and uh, actually I got into boxing promotion because I didn't want to wait around for the boxing writer who'd been covering fights since 1928. I didn't want to wait around for him to die. So I quit the bulletin and became a boxing promoter. But, uh, you know, I have a... um, The woman who's doing the press release described it as a savant like memory when it comes Mm. to boxing. I mean... Like, we'll go out socially, my wife and I, with someone, and I'll forget their names like a month later. But I can remember the shoe size of a welterweight from Lincoln, Nebraska, who fought in 1940. So, (laughs) uh, you know, it's just that – I mean, I just have that kind of memory. uh, I can tell you school – I mean, of course, Temple University is my other love – I can tell you scores of football and basketball games from the 1960s without looking them up, uh, you know, about Temple wow. and things. It just sticks in my mind. I can't, uh, I can't describe it. So um, I've met so many interesting characters in boxing. And my, my biggest problem, or not problem, my biggest task was to make sure that it was the truth, that there were no mistakes a fact because I hate to read boxing books. You better put us on waves. So that uh that have mistakes in them. I just go crazy. Uh you know, there's no excuse for it. And, you know, I'd wake up in the middle of the night, oh my God. Did I get that date right? <laughs> is that the right is that the right date? Um, you know, it's I could never remember it's funny, I could never remember my mother's birthday. And then I realized she was born on the same day that Tyrone Everett fought Pedro Aguero at the Spectrum. So I always knew that her birth, she was born on May the 5th. I mean, we, we, we ran into some people, you know, we spend the winter in Boca Raton, and a good friend of mine was born on May the 3rd. I said, oh. I'll never forget that cyclone hardfoot getting hayward that night at the arena, so that's how I remember things. It's just uh, I don't know, it's just the way it is. But you know, I subscribe to a newspaper service in addition, like I've got all my scrapbooks, you know, because I was quoting some of the what I consider to be some of the greatest writers that were ever around. People like Tom Cushman, Stan Hockman, Sandy Grady. I mean, those guys. I mean, love Stan Hockman. Sometimes I'm embarrassed to call myself mm-hmm. a writer when I read some of the things that they wrote. It's just
2: you Stan Hockman. They man. don't make writers you like Stan
4: that Hockey anymore. They just don't. No. am I going the right way? No. So you know, I quoted them a lot. Um, all the photographers that I used their pictures, donated them to me. I had to buy the cover picture because it was owned by the Inquirer Archives. Uh, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. I just had to have it. It's a spectacular mm-hmm. knockout picture. And um, I'm really proud of this book. I really am. I think it's it's yeah. a, it's unlike any boxing book you'll ever read. Mm-hmm. I, I really believe that. I mean, yeah. if I made... I made one hundred eighty-four dollars on a show. It's there, and if people don't tend to think that I'm, I'm full of it. Well, that's their problem. I know it's the truth. Mm-hmm. I know it. Mm-hmm. i turning here. Am I turning here? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Go ahead. We're on our way to Atlantic City, so we're driving. Oh, okay. nice. I want to you get more. And Go ahead. Go ahead. Philly Go ahead. Has to listen, Philly is Philly is a boxing town, and I was in the center of it for 50 years. And a lot of people still ask questions. And, you know, I think the Internet is the misinformation highway. And I get so tired of reading things by people who were not around but act like they were. And some of the things they say – About what went on is so outrageous that Mm -hmm. hey, I gotta. This is going to be like the textbook of Philly boxing for the last half century. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's not dry because there's a lot of you know a lot of great stories in there. There has to be in anybody's life that spans fifty years in the same business.
1: i was looking forward to reading it. I really am. Yeah. Russell, uh, last night uh, Jesse Hart fought uh, down the 2300. Um, what did you think of that fight? I
4: thought. I not mean, I didn't, see the, I didn't see the fight. Um, that's okay. his first fight since January of 2020, when he really got uh, beat soundly by Joe Smith. Uh, yeah. He fought a 40-year-old tough guy. Forget the fact that he mm-hmm. was 40. He's a tough guy, Mike Guy. And he, it mm-hmm. looked to me like reading the reports he won every round. Um, mm-hmm. Jesse Hart's a good fighter. I think he's his own worst enemy. He, uh, you know, some fighters today, they want to be the fighter, they want to be the trainer, and they want to be the manager. And I think that's mm-hmm. Jesse's problem. You have to let the trainer be the trainer, and you have to let the manager do the managing. And mm-hmm. um, but he's young; he's still young. I believe he's still in his twenties. I think he is. Uh, he had two shots at the world title. Um, you know, he's still got a name. We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, there was Did a. Did you guys we'll see the
4: fight? Ago. Did any of you see the fight?
2: I, uh, no. I did not actually. No.
0: I did not. I just but like about you said, it, one uh, thing about
2: Jesse, he he has a name, and and his fights are typically entertaining because you know he has he has his vulnerability, so he makes his fights entertaining. A guy like that tends to. He's an action fighter too. You know, guys like that can get fights. Um, but he really had a stinker against Joe Smith. You know, I mean, he really laid a laid a bag against Joe Smith, and. Uh, so I'm glad to hear he's rebuilding. I actually wasn't even aware that he fought last night, so that I can't believe that. I didn't know that.
4: And he's got another he's got another tune up scheduled, I believe, November twenty seventh. In the in the same That's building. Smart.
2: That's smart. Get active. Get sharp. That makes sense.
4: Yeah, because a terrible thing happens when a fighter doesn't fight. Nothing.
2: Right. <laughs> right. So true.
4: And it, it was, was good that he 20 came 20. down off his high horse and agreed to fight for whatever they could afford to pay him, rather than sitting out and demanding big money.
1: Mm-hmm. My my question was really, um, you know, I thought he'd be rusty as hell coming off uh, two years a year, uh, almost a year and a half of uh, layoff, but he seemed to do all right according
4: to everything I read. Well, he's got a lot of talent, and um, yeah. you know he's mm-hmm. fighting at home. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, Mike Guy is forty years old. The guy he's fought, right? But he was a ador- right. he was a durable guy, and you know what? Going to the limits and fighting eight rounds is a lot more beneficial to him than fighting some stiff that you hit in the belly and he collapses in the first round because you can do that in the gym. You're not learning. You're not learning anything. Mm-hmm that
1: way. Right. Right. And you you talked about uh you, you still have two box a couple of young boxers. Can you tell us about about them?
4: Well one of them is um a kid out of Trenton named Shenard Bunch. He's a welterweight. He's lost one out of seventeen. He he fought on Showbox maybe a month yeah, and a I half I heard ago. That
2: name. Yeah I thought I heard that name was familiar. Okay, yeah.
4: He beat the guy 8 out of 10, and they gave him a draw. Um, and I, I don't complain about bad decisions because I've been on both sides of that. So if they start saying, hey, Russell, you know, how can you complain? You had Jason Sosa who got a draw a few years ago with Nicholas Walters, and maybe Sosa oh, won yeah. two rounds out of 10. So you, you, what are you going to do? You're not going to change it. So And I told Bunch. The fight itself, I said to him the other day, your fight on Showtime was not a great fight, but you got more publicity out of the fact that you got robbed than you would have gotten if you just won a ho-hum fight. More people are going to remember you from getting robbed in that fight than would remember you if you just won the decision. And you know, that's true. sad
2: because that's, that's how I, I remember the name. When, when you said the name, I was like, man, that name's familiar. And then when you... You know, talked about him being on Showbox. I, I was in my mind saying, "Was that that kid who they said got robbed?" So that's so funny. That is that is absolutely true.
4: Um, I have I have one other kid that, you know, I, I try to help him. He's a lightweight named Avery Sparrow. Who Avery
0: Sparrow, was yeah. on
4: He was on the verge of really making something of himself three years ago. Was it three or two? When he got locked up, the day of the fighting, the day of the weigh-in in California. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. A, a, a helicopter and four SWAT team cars yeah. surrounded him in a parking lot in Carson, California, over a domestic yeah. dispute. A domestic yeah, dispute. I remember reading about that too. I remember
2: reading about He got about into that a too. fist
4: fight. He got into a fist fight with his girlfriend's brother, and and. She waited until he had a fight coming up, the biggest fight of his career. And I called when I got out there. I didn't even know about this until we got out to California. I called my attorney. We made a deal. We fought with the LADA to not arrest him until after the fight. And we we told him we wouldn't pay him until he showed up in court. And they screwed us. They, did, yep. they arrested him anyway. And now, huh. after all that, he got two years probation, and it, it turned his career around the wrong way.
0: Wow. The wrong way. Yeah.
4: He was scheduled to fight a real up-and-comer named Ryan Garcia. And yep. it, it was yep, the yep, biggest, yep. Payday, biggest payday yep. and biggest fight of his life, and it never yep. happened. I remember so That's that. my... Uh, yeah. Uh, that's what I'm doing right now, helping those guys out. And <laughs> I know I Joe know Hand. both of those fighters, and
2: neither from actually boxing. That is crazy. Neither from actually in the ring, but I'm familiar with both of them because of those those issues. See, yeah. That's sad. <laughs> that is
4: sad. Um, Joe Hand, who I've worked for for years, is going to make an announcement this week that he is promoting boxing at the new live casino in South Philadelphia, the one that just opened, and I'm his advisor. So that's going to be Thursday, November the 18th. I've been in there. It's a beautiful facility. It's at the 10th and Packer, right where Xfinity Live is around the stadium. Uh It used to be the the Holiday Inn. It's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Right there on Packer and and 10th. Yeah. Right,
4: that's where
1: but, uh, it is. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Used to. To I like that actually. I used to. Uh, we were just talking about Ruly Carpenter, and uh, after uh, yeah uh, Phillies games, sometimes we yeah we used to meet over there. But um, uh, well, Russell, I we don't want to keep you. I know you're driving, and uh, we want to thank you for all your time, and, and please plug this book one more time.
4: $30 in a cut-eye, you can get it on Amazon.
1: And uh, it's less than
4: $30. There you go. Uh, well, not by the time yeah. they ship it to you. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: it's huge. Well, thanks a lot, and thank you, Wade, for uh, allowing us to have the time while you guys are driving to have a safe trip to uh, Atlanta okay. City. Okay, thank
4: England.
1: you. We appreciate your time.
4: Thank you for having me. Take care. Bye-bye. Our pleasure. Always.
1: All right, Bob. It's back to you. Uh, Adesanya versus Whitaker. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to go Adesanya, of course,
3: but uh, that'll be a good – they're trying to put that back together. Um, Let's see. Uh, Dana White was talking about trying to have it over uh, in, like, Australia or New Zealand or something. But Mm -hmm. due to COVID and all that BS, uh, that probably won't happen. So, um, but yeah, great. That'll be a great fight. That'll be a rematch. Uh, And uh, I mean, Whitaker's no slouch. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's a beast. So, so. Mm -hmm. um, Hopefully, he 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 just uh, Israel's got you know he's got that uh, that that uh, Anderson Silva head movement. That unorthodox uh, long fighter guy kind of stuff so which I like I really like that so um, I, that's going to be my vote uh, on that fight but do it tie thing
2: uh, no I, I yes, agree, I agree. I got, you got to lean towards uh, you got to lean towards Izzy you know he's been so far untouchable admittedly with that said when he fought Robert Whitaker before he, he absolutely ran through him and knocked him out in the second round I don't see that happening again I think uh, you Al- will win, but I think it'll probably be a decision, actually. I think he's going to have to play it safe. I think Whitaker's going to come in with a smarter game plan. He lunged a lot and ran himself in the shots, and I don't see him doing that. I think he's going to look to kind of mix it up a little bit and play more of that wrestling, make sure he doesn't run in the counters. Um, I-, I still think he's going to lose, but I think it's going to be a much more competitive fight uh, because, like Bob said, Whitaker's no joke. You know, right now, he's clearly the second-best guy in the division behind Adesanya. So I just think it's going to be a more competitive fight, but Adesanya gives me no reason to bet against him at uh, at middleweight, unless maybe, you know, he fights Alex Pereira, the guy who knocks him out in glory, who's um, with the UFC. So then that could get interesting. Um, but we're still a ways from waiting for that.
3: It it it's very much it's very similar the middleweight matchup versus the welterweight. Uh you know, you you've got Israel Asanya on, on top of middleweight, uh, above Robert Whitaker. Now, if there was no Israel Asanya, Robert, Robert Whitaker would be probably champion. Then you go welterweight. You got Usman above Colby Covington. Yeah, good you know what I mean? Usman's just so far above. Like if, if it wasn't for if Usman wasn't there, if these couple of guys I mean they're champions. Yeah, yeah, they're sitting above yeah, and beyond. I Kobe be
2: champion. Yeah,
3: those, those levels. I mean, there's, I mean, there's good guys in in the sports, and then there's there's great guys, you know. And and
2: these that's guys are point. great guys. That's a good point. You know, I think uh, that's a good point. I think that, you know, if I think you're right, I, Bobby Whitaker would be champion, and I think Kobe Covington would be champion.
0: I, yeah. You know,
2: I, I do think those are the clear number two guys. It's just that. So far, the number one guy just seems to be a you know a step ahead of him. Um, yeah. But they both have their chance at redemption. That's a good point. I, I didn't even look at it that way. That's a good point. Yeah.
3: Well, they they both got their chance of redemption coming up. And and again, you know, uh, you know, to people that don't fight, um, they're maybe like, well, if you if you lost once, why are you doing it again? You can learn a lot. Well, if you're any good oh, as a yeah. fighter, you you can learn a lot about a guy uh, going up against them. Um, and then, and then you can change. Now, I, I, again, having said that, what where I said earlier, Adesanya and, and Usman are on the top of their game, but I don't see them getting much better. They're that, they're that good. Like they're not yep. going to improve. Yep. Versus Covington and Whitaker, they could actually improve their games. You know, it's like
4: uh, yep. uh, help
3: me out, Ty. You remember everyone's name? A younger kid uh did did his debut like when he was like 21 or something and and lost or didn't do well then came back and was just shredding it i mean he just became
2: uh oh chucky
3: uh, alice charles Oliveira,
2: the the current lightweight champion chucky alice yeah yeah.
3: okay yeah so same thing you know uh first came out and and lost didn't do well then came back later and just developed so much as a fighter and athlete i mean again ring experience is there's a lot to be said about that and, and the ring maturity, like, can you learn as a fighter or are you just one dimensional? Did you just go out there yep. and throw your wind around and try to, do you know, are you a Tyson? Are you a, you know, I mean, are you, you go out there and just manhandle your, or you go out there and you pick someone apart and you grow, you know, I don't know.
1: <laughs> hey, Ty, what do you think of uh, Mikey Garcia's uh, next opponent at 145? Martin. Um, I- well,
2: you know, it's, it's just a tune-up for Mikey. He's been out of the ring for so long since the loss to Errol Sparks. So, uh, you know, I think it was a good choice of opponent. He, he chose someone who was not a big puncher, not too dangerous. Uh, somebody who uh, he should, you know, probably get a couple rounds against and uh, eventually stop him. Um, with that said, the way that 145 is pretty interesting to me. Mikey was clearly kind of undersized at welterweight. Um, and maybe it's, it's an attempt to get to 140, where uh, he would be more comfortable competitively. So I think that's kind of the the biggest question mark over the fight. As far as the fight itself, you now Mikey should steamroll this guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's different levels. This guy is not a, a threat to Mikey.
1: Mm-hmm. How about uh, um, in two weeks we've got uh, Reddick Bow and Lamar uh, Odom.
2: Oh Jesus. I I forgot to ignore that. Riddick Bo is is let me see, I'm I'll I am i I'm I'm, I'm, I'm fifty two. Riddick Bo is like 54 or fifty he's gotta be at mm-hmm. least my age. And yeah. Lamar Odom is Lamar Odom. I mean, he's a basketball mm-hmm. player who, who had a drug overdose. Like why are they doing this? Who's going to pay for this? Like, I just don't see this one selling a lot anyplace. I don't care if it's like a nine ninety nine pay per view. Like, like I watch all the. I'll be honest with you. I watch all the fights for free. Every fight I watch for free because I got I got a nice and legal stream. You know, so I watch all the fights for free. I'm not going to watch that fight for free. So I mean, I just, I don't get it. I, I mean, you know, again, these are guys getting a check. Hopefully, it's just an exhibition. They're just having some fun. If that's the case, that's their business, but I don't know who,
0: who pays for this stuff.
1: Well, you know, it's funny because the uh, the company that's, uh, that's going to live stream uh, has it out at $24.95 uh, for the show. But I've never seen anything that low in years. 24 dollars for that? <laughs> yeah. For that. <laughs> yeah. For
0: that. And
2: you know, like Lamar Odom had he just had a fight. He fought, uh, God, one of the Former Backstreet Boys, one of those little boy band guys, Aaron Carter or somebody, and like you know Lamar it was like six eleven, and the guy who was fight was like five ten. It was it was it was it, it, this this stuff is getting. I mean it's 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 circus it's circus like it really is.
1: No, so, I don't know. Yeah, I guess the last thing I got here is uh, Ring Magazine is named uh, has removed, uh, Oscar Valdez from uh, any of its uh, publications because he just got tested uh, positive for tenerm which is a, a weight loss drug so I guess oh, absolutely
3: gonna take that? I, I, uh, I was curious, I mean mm-hmm. what what are people going to start getting kicked off for taking slim fast and stuff now like I mean where, what what are the rules What where, where's it end you know
2: this is the guy who uh, who last week I was saying who uh, got tested positive for a banned, banned substance and claimed it was herbal tea. So oh, the
0: that's herbal the tea totally guy. awesome.
2: Yeah, it's the herbal yeah. tea guy. So even though he, he wasn't suspended and he was still allowed to fight, he was still allowed to keep his title, the Ring Magazine, which is still the Bible of boxing, and everyone looks at the Ring Magazine's ratings and titles as being the most, the most valuable assessment of what's going on in the actual spill. And so Ring mm-hmm. Magazine has decided to pull him out of their rankings, which I think was absolutely the right thing to do. It's With the sports should have done. Ring Magazine is leading the charge to what the sports and the commission should have done. The moment you test positive mm-hmm. for a bad substance, I don't care how it got in your body, the moment you test positive mm-hmm. for it, I'm not saying you're maliciously cheating, but you you've broken the law. So the consequence sure. should apply, whether it's herbal tea or whether it's you know an, an injection. Doesn't matter. And so subsequently, mm-hmm. what should have happened is he should have been suspended. His title should have, in my opinion, been stripped, and he mm-hmm. should have been removed from the rankings until he takes comes back clean and takes a fight.
0: Mm-hmm. That
2: didn't happen. He was even allowed to fight, even though he had failed the drug test eight days prior to the fight. He was still allowed to fight. Mm -hmm. None of that happened. So I'm I'm really actually very happy that Ring Magazine took those steps to make that happen because most credible Mm -hmm. boxing fans look at Ring Magazine as the credibility of the sport when it comes to titles and rankings. So kudos Mm -hmm. to him for making that decision. Dougie Fisher over there is the editor-in-chief. Kudos, Dougie Fisher.
3: Well, yeah, it'd be it'd be phenomenal if I could trust any kind of news article. That 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 would be great. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, guys, we're we're right here at the end of our hour. And uh, Bob, thanks again for everything. I know it's a uh, it's a chore to uh, be working at night and then have to get do this uh, this show. But I hope you get some sleep before you go to work. Yeah, she
3: pulled my trophy uh, husband's card. I had to I had to pick up a, a graveyard, you know what I mean? So, oh, bro, bro, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, but it's all right. It's it's security. I just stand there and look pretty. They got me dressed like a fat ninja running around in the dark <laughs> black outfit, you know what I mean? I feel like Beverly Hills Ninja, Chris Farley version, you know what I mean? Trying to protect everything. Beverly
0: Hills Ninja. It's yeah. Black. So... <laughs>
3: yeah always man pleasure always being on i love chatting it up with you guys uh and if anybody hasn't tuned in tonight and ty's thinking about uh we didn't get a chance to talk about it but jacqueline buckley's on or he was on the main card uh you know uh tonight um and he was going against antonio aurora which was uh, a a crazy matchup you know real close but of course jacqueline buckley came through and i missed it right right there i missed it yeah, he got the W. Uh, I didn't okay. see the TKO. Uh, I sat down at the computer. But the last two fights behind his have been uh, phenomenal, a great fight. Uh, and uh, so if you get a chance to watch tonight's card, uh, we got three more fights coming up. But I'm getting ready to take a nap before work. So uh, I'll see you guys okay. next week. All right. get some rest.
2: I'm about to tune into the card myself. Sir. There
1: you go. Well All right, God, go. God
2: bless
0: see you next week.
1: Man, I love talking
2: to you guys every uh, every Saturday. I get an opportunity. Bob Butch, always a pleasure, gentlemen. Uh, Bob is our co-pilot. Coach Mel's watching over us. Doctor Chris keeps us laughing. Everyone have a safe and wonderful week.
1: Thank you. I want to thank uh, Ty. Is always prepared and always there. Uh, and uh, hopefully, uh, the chef will be able to. I, I see he was busy again tonight, but I, sometime he'll be able to change the. Get with us again to give us our, uh, our recipe for a fricassee of uh, crow for that have to eat most of the time. Um, uh, these programs, ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night. We give you a grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, the men and women of Police and Fire Services, and the men and women on the first line of COVID, the doctors and nurses, and especially those auxiliary people who clean the hospital and get us, get, keep everybody healthy. These programs are dedicated also to the officers who are left, lost their lives in the line of duty Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll Patrolman Jeffrey Colcap Sergeant Thomas Baker <coughs> Detective Dave sorry David Curtis uh Officer Jeff Yazowitz uh, Detective Randy Bell Detective Ricky Childers San Diego officer Mike Henler, Sergeant uh, Tom Wilson not uh, Newcastle I'm sorry Charlotte County Sheriff's Department. Um, Officer uh, Charlie Condit, Tarpon Springs Police Department. Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department. Sergeant Chris Lebeke, uh Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Mike Malik, Pinellas County Sheriff's Department. Uh, Patrolman Onofo Chrisman, Lakeland PD. Lieutenant Joe Zerba, Newcastle County Police Department. Captain Matt Laterno, Philadelphia Fire Department. Uh, Deputy April Rodriguez, Pasco County Sheriff's Department. Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department. Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol. Uh, Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Chief Al Hogan, Longville Key Police Department. Chief Jimmy Poirier, Wilmington Fire Department. Special Inspector Vinny, Vinny Galachi, uh, FDLE. Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Artith Hope, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department. My brothers and sisters, although you may be 10-7 at this point in time, But sometime we'll be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, may the roads rise up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly on your fields. May the sun shine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your families always in the palm of his hands. night. God bless and have a great week, everybody
5: shem ul Yilama, ma yelama shem he zahir ma gallant a high bond of gentle mean a fiery blade engaged to lead he'd break the bravest in the field.
1: 1999, County Dispatch to 1999, all units be advised, 1999 has responded to his last emergency. May God rest his soul.
2: That's chumbacasino.com.
1: No necessary. BGW Void prohibited by loss. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.